Hello and welcome to Investors Chronicle Boardroom Talk. I'm Jonas Croslin and I cover all things property and house builder related subjects. And I'm delighted to be joined here today by Mark Stephen, who's founder of specialist property lender Redditum Capital. Hi, Mark. Hi. Mark, it's a pretty active market out there. Um, the housing market generally tends to sort of follow the health of the economy, but I know the economy's not growing that much, but the, um, the secondary market seems to have stalled. What's, what do you think's behind that sort of diversion? I think a lot of it comes down to the amount of finance that's available to actually construct some of the new housing at the moment with a lot of the major banks have pulled out of uh, providing development finance, mainly due to regulatory constraints placed against them. And that's left a bit of a gap in the market where you know a lot of the house builders aren't able to source cheap finance to be able to get projects underway. So I think that's sort of constraining supply, which is, you know, there's an increasing amount of demand and that's what's sort of keeping prices up. Now, house builders have been able to offset increased build costs through um, higher selling prices, but inflation there has slowed markedly. Does this mean that margins will start to come under pressure? Yeah, I think that I think margins are um, starting to come under pressure, and I think that the other side of that is with some of the liquidity driving, drying up in the market, it's taking developers longer to sell um, the stock. Um, obviously, the longer that they hold the stock, the the more they're paying in interest on their you know on their debt. So that that's certainly affecting margins as well. Um, we've started to see an increase in you know some of the um, challenger banks that are bringing out sort of d- developer exit products now, um, where they can refinance once the development's finished and then give them a longer period to sell. Uh, I think that's in response, you know, to to that exact issue. Yeah. What about the small builders? Because, I mean, after the financial crash, a, a lot of them disappeared for good and never came back. What do you think needs to be done to encourage growth in the, in the small building sector? Again, I think it's the bit, one of the biggest things is the availability of finance. You know, the, the challenger banks are the most active in the market at the moment, and they are the, the go-to people for, for sort of small house building companies. And I think that they are very sort of reluctant to lend to small builders that don't have a strong balance sheet, that don't have a you know a strong track record, and that's keeping out a lot of those you know hobby builders and and the small building companies that want to take on their own projects. So mm. I think that's one of the major contributing factors to it. That's interesting because the major quoted house builders never have and never will be able to build enough houses to meet the housing shortage. Various initiatives have been announced to make up the shortfall, but the momentum still looks to be really slow in building there. Yeah, I think one of the major initiatives that we've seen that seems to be actually having a positive impact is permitted development. We've been involved in a number of sort of permitted development schemes. I think the reason that that helps with the supply is due to the timeframes. Obviously, if you're converting a commercial building to residential you know the build times frames are much quicker, and that that means that there's more stock on the market. You know, in a short time frame. But as you sort of pointed out before, you know the larger house builders, there's a lack of liquidity in the market to a certain point. You know, properties are still selling; just takes a little bit longer if you want to achieve achieve those top prices. Um, and you know, therefore, their margins are uh, you know are getting getting squeezed. For the for the smaller ones, um, there's a, something called permission in principle. But that is sort of designed to sort of speed up the planning process, but it's still got to go through local authorities, hasn't it? Yes, yep, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so that's, there's still that sort of hurdle to get through. And what about the big ones? I don't know about the smaller builders. What about skill shortages? Because do you think there's uh, an allowance made to encourage overseas labour to stay in the UK? Um, I don't know whether there's any specific, you know, 
encouragement sort of packages, for want of a better term, to be able to, you know, bring the, you know, more of a migrant workforce in. I mean, we haven't witnessed a huge amount of uh, of skill shortage in the in the projects that we've been involved in. Um, and I think that's probably only because of the fact that there are fewer projects being started now because of, you know, the various restrictions that we sort of mentioned. Obviously, the market must be affected to some extent by what's going on in Brexit, especially the... Uh latest developments half the cabinet walking out um, it, it's it's going to make i presume it's going to encourage a lot of sort of existing home owners to sit on their hands and just wait and see what happens yeah absolutely and that, i think that's what, what one of the major factors that it's been in particularly in the top end of the market in you know in in london you know it's not only keeping people you know from changing houses which is also to do with the stamp duty as well but also um, a lot of the foreign buyers or you know who would either be purchasing properties or enabling investment into properties so actually funding the development of them again sitting on their hands at the moment to wait and see what happens the problem with any market is that you know they don't respond well to uncertainty and at the moment you know, with uh, with the whole Brexit um, debate going on, and you know, uncertainty of leadership and and so forth, it it, it makes people you know very nervous to to get involved in a a long term sort of property play, you know, where you might be you know in a planning process for six months, twelve months, <laughs> you know, it might take you then two or three years to build it. You know, how do you sort of guess what the you know what the exit values of those properties are going to be in four years time, when there's so much uncertainty and everything else? Yeah, it's interesting that some house builders. Uh what countryside have sort of put more emphasis on the sort of the collaborative approach whereby they uh, you know they, they sort of uh, work with local authorities to um, develop council owned prop uh, land and get sort of rental properties a bit of private yeah well, i've seen quite a bit of that um of recent times actually like almost like a joint venture between the the local authority and the you know and a, a you know a more typical sort of development company and i think that you know, has obvious benefits. One, it, you know, it helps bring on additional housing into that area. Two, it obviously speeds up the planning process when the, you know, when the local authority is actually involved in the project. And three, it means that the local authority actually gets the type of housing that they want in their, within their borough. So we've certainly been seeing, seeing more and more of that. And, and also some local authorities are actually setting up now development companies effectively themselves where they're trying to utilise vacant sites, you know, things like unused car parks and so forth, put them through planning and holding them almost like a private rented scheme. Yeah. Okay, Mark, thanks very much for coming up today. Thank you. No problem at all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.